So the first time I watched Goodwill Hunting was shortly after the film came out on VHS, and I was sitting in a shitty Davenport in my college apartment, probably pot smoke circling around, and I go, hey, is that a new Simon and Garfunkel song I've never heard? And then somebody's like, no. And because at that time, the internet for us was not as advanced as it is now, we picked up the the case for the VHS and saw that it was this guy named Elliot Smith. And I was like, huh, Elliot Smith. Okay. And, you know, the name kind of disappeared from my mind for a long time, even though... After hearing all these Elliot Smith songs the last couple of weeks, I I know that I've heard Elliot Smith quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And now knowing that, I know friends who are way into Elliot Smith. And every time I've been around them, they're playing it. So this week on BDMA, emptying your musical trunk from your car, <laughs> I'm Barry. And I'm Carrie. So you might be wondering. Wait, 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 hey. wait, 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 wait. Well, I'm sorry. Before we get into this episode, Barry, um, I just need to ask: Did you use the word Davenport for couch? Yes, back I there? did. Okay, I did. I did. It was just it was, was a on... strong choice, and I just felt no, like that was it on purpose. Um, <laughs> one of the one of the uh, po- uh, not podcast YouTube things that comes up on my thing because I've seen it quite a bit is this guy who's from England, but he's been living in the United States for the last 15 years, and he's married to an American girl, Uh American girl, woman, and uh, he lived in Chicago, and now he lives in Indiana, and it's, he's talking about all the differences in English um, between England and the United States, and so there's some fun things, and it's nice because he's like, you know, he's not like, oh, the Americans do it wrong, you know, he actually gets into the etymology of it, like, you know, how we say aluminum and they say aluminium. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out aluminum was the original way that the English pronounced it. Yep. And then uh, Americans learned about it and then they changed it. Yeah. And we were making aluminum and they're like, sometime around like World War II, they're like, what? You mean aluminium? And we're like, dude, you taught yeah. us and it's aluminum. Right. So anyway. That was no, the point. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, Davenport was a word that had come up on that <laughs> YouTube thing. And it was actually because it was created by the Davenport Furniture Company. And they made couches and oh. other soft furniture. And they were, it was so ubiquitous uh, quite a while ago, mm-hmm. like I think turn of the century, turn of the 20th century, that uh, for a long time it became Davenport. But then, you know, as things change, everybody calls them couch. Right. Like Kleenex and tissue. Exactly. Yeah. A good friend of mine, my roommate in college actually, is from Davenport, Iowa. And she was talking about, like, she's like, yeah, people make couch jokes all the time. And I had no idea what she was talking about. I was like, that's (laughs) funny. And then I Googled Davenport and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Actually, one of the first times I think I saw it in popular culture was Wayne's World. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the the guy who's in charge of the video games place, who is Bill Murray's brother, uh, Brian Doyle Murray. Yep. Um, he goes, I see two chimps on a Davenport, you know, and that was his thought of what Bill, uh, what uh, Wayne's World were, right. Wayne and Garth. All right, but <laughs> now that the reason we're here <laughs> now, 
if you've listened to our podcast, and why haven't you, by the way, right. if you haven't? This is the Black Star Music argument. First Star Review of Christian Lee Hudson's uh, album, The Beginners. Yep. And then our interview with Christian Lee Hudson, uh, Elliot Smith came up because it's noted in print and in our interview mm -hmm. that Elliot Smith was a huge influence on him. And funny enough, I had some people out for New Year's Eve. Uh, we it was it was cool, but not cold. I mean, it was about twenty five degrees, so it was doable. Mm -hmm. And we had a bonfire in the backyard. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, "Yeah, we're we have this interview, and we're gonna, it's going to be playing soon. You should check out the podcast. I know you don't regularly listen." And they thought it was super cool. They're like, "What? You got a you got an actual musician interview? <laughs> cool!" And I was like. Hey, you don't you don't have to be so surprised. Right. But we have cred. But so I played them just played them some of beginners just on my phone and they're like, oh, sounds like Elliot Smith. <laughs> I was like, God damn it, everybody. And so did a deep dive on Elliot Smith. And I'm like, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember Elliot Smith. And then I kept listening to Elliot Smith. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember Elliot Smith. Yeah. And now I'm glad. I'm glad I don't listen to a lot of Elliot Smith yeah. because it puts me in a very dark place. Yeah. Um, it, it is a dark, not like a storm cloud, but one of those dark clouds that like it's going to sprinkle for an hour mm -hmm. every now and then mm -hmm. and just keep everything damp. Right. It's not going to rain. It's just going to be damp. Yeah. And like you can still go outside and it's like your friend will go, hey, you want to go outside and have a cigarette? It's like, well, I don't smoke, but I'll stand there while, you, you know, I'll chat with you. And you go outside and it's like, Jesus, ah, I just have a T-shirt on and it's like 50 degrees and misting. Right. And and I got to sit here while you smoke your cigarette, but I'd rather have the company than be warm and alone. I don't know if that says something about me. <laughs> that, that's an amazing metaphor. I feel like you need to write a novel. Well, with that scene in it. Yeah, no, but <laughs> the thing is, I mean, it, that's where Elliot Smith brings me. Yeah, which uh, kind of makes sense. I mean, he hangs out in Portland, Oregon. Right. So. Oh, yeah. That's kind of that's, you know, right. it's not quite Seattle, but pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You can't pump your own gas there. In Portland, you can't. No, it's illegal. Huh. Um, <laughs> I found that out when I was driving through Portland once, and I was like, "No, I'll pump my gas. I've been pumping gas since I was three and a half, buddy." And he's like, "No, it's state law." I was like, "What?" I'm like, well, "Whatever." Yeah. And I'm like, "I'm not tipping you." And he's like, "Whatever, dude." <laughs> Amazing. Uh, no, actually, uh. The reason is, uh, they uh, that way that you they have to employ people to pump gas, and they get paid fifteen dollars an hour to pump gas. Well, all right. There's worse so, things. Yeah, there are. Yeah. I mean, at least they're doing it. Right. He did wash the windows, and they weren't bad. So oh. you know, that's something. Well then. Yeah, it's just that you know I'm a do-it-myself guy. Yeah, you know? same. So that guy. Um. But anyway, but, first of all, uh, just another thank you to Christian Lee Hudson for giving his time and attention and coming on our podcast because that was awesome. 
Um, that was awesome. Yeah, like super cool of him to to take the time to do that. Um, I feel like I ended that with like going into a question, but I meant it sincerely. I feel like it could have sounded sarcastic. I meant it real. Okay. Um, but yeah, I felt the same way with Elliot Smith. Like I was like, oh, I got to listen to more of him for the podcast. And like, I like the stuff, like I like his music, but I was like, mm-hmm. this is getting you in a weird funk. Yeah. And like, yeah. And this was not the week for that. <laughs> no. If anybody wonders, we're recording this on uh, January 10th. Mm-hmm. 2021. 2021. So, obviously, you know, the... In America. The, in the, in in the, the United, United States. States of America. Although it's world news. It is. I'm is just funny. saying, this is where we are. Yeah. So, we just had a uh, failed insurrection at the Capitol. And, um, yep. Yeah. I I pretty much just want to like I don't know just puts me in a weird place just like everybody stay away from me for a while I don't know what anybody's up to I don't want anything to do with anybody that's I'm hunkering but I mean we're also in a pandemic so yeah hunkering seems like it might be a decent thing to do exactly um but anyway so I want to get back to Christian Lee Hudson saying oh I just been trying to like sound like Elliot Smith and so I when I was listening to now let's let's be clear when we're we were listening to Elliot Smith and to narrow it down because there's a bit of a catalog it's not huge because we'll get we'll we'll bury the lead and not tell you why it's not huge Mm -hmm. right away but Elliot Smith uh has some albums but we decided to cover the album either or and adding in um, Miss Misery, mm-hmm. because that was an unreleased song that made it on to the Goodwill Hunting soundtrack, which he was nominated for an Oscar for. And it was that song, and then the uh, either or success that led him to, you know, get some money, move to LA, and really kind of get into the industry i mean he wasn't in the industry but his popularity took off uh because he was in a band heatmeister prior which was a uh, hardcore punk and but this was such uh i don't you know it's it's very interesting music it's one of those things where i remember uh you know it's like an old known thing that ronald reagan would do is he'd kind of talk softly because it'd make you as the listener lean in you know and it's almost as though that's what elliot smith is trying to do he's he's whispering into the microphone and like it it i was i was like looking at a bunch of pictures and it looks like he's using a lot of like sm 57s is it the 57 that doesn't have the the big yeah, the 57 is the interest instrument mic. I think so. Yeah. But anyway, he's, so he's using it without, uh, out any kind of, you know, uh, voice or the, I can't think of words. It's, it's Sunday. I can't, uh, <laughs> what's this? What's like this? a filter the, foam thing. Yeah. Pop filter. Pop no filter. pop filter. And, and so you really get the breathiness of his, his whisper and his singing. Mm -hmm. And it's really, you know, it's kind of reminiscent of, I'm a dad of some young kids. And so it's kind of reminiscent of 
you know, kind of softly singing uh, lullabies. Mm-hmm. But these are the darkest fucking lullabies <laughs> you'll ever seen. Yeah, I agree with that. And they also, you know, make reference to, you know, things going on in his life, which include his self-destructive behavior of uh, being a drug addict and an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, those themes kind of run through all of this, but it's like, um, it's interesting because he seems, especially when you read about him, that he's unhinged and he's... Um, kind of coming out apart at the seams but he's kind of that tortured genius that he can make it sound beautiful you know it's the you know Romeo and Juliet you people know the story of Romeo and Juliet but a good production of it or like the 1969 film it's still beautiful to watch even though it's like a car crash in slow motion you're like you know uh you can just see everything unfolding and you want to watch it again even though you know that everybody you care about in the whole production is going to end up dead at the end. Including Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. Yeah, I've never seen that one. <laughs> we watched like 10 minutes of it in an English class of mine. <laughs> Honestly, I am the key demographic for that because I was a freshman in college. No, sophomore in college. When you that came are. The Man. I'm sorry. No. If you're talking about uh, Romeo and Juliet, 1969, Olivia Hussey, boom. That that's the one. I don't really. Care. You've seen it. I have, have seen you? it. Yes. Yeah. I'll take. That's funny. I I believe she's also in like Psycho two or three. It's funny. That's funny. Give me Hamlet so, any day over Romeo and Juliet. But anyway. Okay. So. What. What are your? I don't know. What What are your favorite? What's your favorite moments out of these? I. So I was gonna say, um, yeah, like I, you can definitely tell that Elliot Smith is a influence on Christian Lee Hudson, um, the way, like just the way that he sounds, um, but they're very different, like lyrically. Like Christian yeah. Lee Hudson has like winking moments, and he has like, yeah, um, this is just all straight, sad. Well, now let me just say something. Yeah. That I completely agree with you. And okay, I'm gonna say something, and I'm not trying to be judgmental or anything. Mm-hmm. Just I'm not I'm not trying to be preachy. I'm just trying to because I'm a little older, and I want to bring something around. In in high school, I remember that like sarcasm was just taking fucking hold. Right. Okay. Like yeah. I mean, if the '90s went from a I mean, if you watch like pop culture if you listen to pop songs there's some tongue-in-cheek stuff but it's pretty vaudevillian in its stuff you know even like hot for teacher Mm -hmm. that's a fucking vaudeville play (laughs) set to music right right? then you get into the 90s and you get alanis morissette and all that kind of stuff and it's this uh like am i edgy enough for you Mm -hmm. and I'm going to say, you know, it's, we're talking about, uh, you know, Wayne's world, you know, they're, you know, the whole, just the vernacular where the oldsters didn't get it because they were using, you know, backtalk and doublespeak and, and I irony and, you know, and, and, you know, trying to say, you know, 
shall right, yeah. uh, you know, and shall right always means no. Right. Uh, so, and it's, it's not like it's the first time ever, but that really just took off in popular culture, you know, and it was in movies, it was on radio. And so I think Elliot Smith, like I said, really sounded like Simon and Garfunkel and Simon and Garfunkel coming in from, you know, the counterculture and, and edge of the drug scene to to do things were in the cool kid camp but Elliot Smith really took that language to that next level and nowadays you don't think about it anymore because it's been you know 20 years 30 years and it's 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 so far back it's it's not it's hard even to remember but I remember where like adults were really annoyed with our language or really annoyed with our smart ass irony. Oh yeah. Isn't that ironic? Isn't it? You know, it, uh, it, we were just so full of ourselves. We were such assholes. And I can, <laughs> in Elliot's songs, you can kind of hear that, that edginess that was of the time. I mean, when Elliot Smith was putting out his work, uh, his major work in the late nineties, I was in college. You know, I was, this was, I am his demographic. And honestly, I, I like, you know, like I said, I, I was a big Simon Garfunkel fan. So I was big into, uh, this type of music. And the thing is, he's so, I guess, nihilistic. I hate to use that cause it's overused these days, but mm-hmm. you know, like, I, uh, I can't remember if it's on this album because we've been listening to so much, but the uh, Rose Parade. I was just going to bring up Rose Parade. Uh, Rose Parade, where he's like, after the street cleaners come, the only shit on the street will be me. Yeah. You know, when and I it's clean like, the street, I'll be the only shit that's left behind. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah. I, you know, like, and to some degree, I'm like, he's not cutting himself any slack. So he's not being this smart ass from the sidelines telling jokes. Right. He's like, you know, I'm there. I'm part of the problem. He, Because he's like looking at the scene and he's like, these people are all assholes. I hate this shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm here too, mm-hmm. being an asshole. Right. Uh, at least that's what I'm getting. Yeah, that song really stuck out to me. Like I was um, re-listening to the album today just to like remember what songs were on this album. Um, yeah. And that was one that, yeah, like just just like out to me like I was listening to it kind of in the background and then this song came on and I was all of a sudden like there and I love mm. music that will set you up like that um like he it's a simple song but he tells it in a way that you can kind of tell like you were at the parade with him right um and the one lyric well, I mean you can tell he I mean I don't think there's really a word for it back then but nowadays we were like hey you want to go down to the rose parade and hate watch it right and he's like yeah yeah yeah, I do. Yeah. And I, and like there's, so here I pulled up the lyrics because like, um, I liked the lyric of, uh, march down the street like it, like the Duracell bunny was very, yeah, very good. Um, but then I thought of this because you were saying like he's part of it too. The, the second verse where he says, uh, tripped over a dog in a choke chain collar. Um, uh-huh. and I traded a smoke for a food stamp dollar. Like, yeah, it's not the cynicism of, like, sitting on the sidelines, as you said, and, like, being like, look at how terrible the world is. But it's like, 
hey, like, this is happening, and we're all a part of it, and, like, I don't know. Let's see what's going on, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, I think at the end, you know, the, the whole thing about after the street cleaners come, mm-hmm. you know, I'll be only a shit left. He's like, yeah, all these guys are going home. Yeah. I'm still going to be out in the street being a dick. Yeah. Like, he's kind of, and I'm not, I, I guess I'm putting words in his mouth, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's he he doesn't let himself get a pass. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's one of the things where, you know, you feel sad. So if you didn't know, I'll just I'm just going to throw it out here. Elliot Smith killed himself. Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, he died with a butcher knife in his chest. So that's a pretty hard way to go. Yeah. Um. And he was having a fight with his girlfriend at the time who said she locked herself in the bathroom. So anyway, we're going to go with the official story. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm sick of uh, people having theories about things without any evidence. And also <laughs> stabbing somebody in the chest with a butcher knife is um, that's not easy either. Right. Yeah. I mean, Unless you're trained in such stabbery. That takes fortitude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, cause I'm just thinking, now I'm thinking of Pulp Fiction. It's like, yeah, but there's breastbone. <laughs> um, but, and that's one of the things where, you know, and Carrie and I were talking about this earlier. And we're throwing around how we wanted to, to relay our feelings on... Uh, Elliot Smith. And Elliot Smith is when I listen to him, I I think I texted Carrie almost instantly going, This is putting me in a dark spot. And I understand that musically Elliot Smith is similar to Christian Lee Hudson, but lyrically Christian Lee Hudson is funny. He's telling jokes the whole way. He's kind of sarcastic but hopeful. And Elliot Smith sounds like someone who's going to kill himself. Yeah. And I just, you just, and it's, and it's more than just knowing that Elliot Smith killed himself. It's, it's really in the tone of everything that he's singing. Yeah. He, he can paint a beautiful picture. Um, like I said before, like Rose Parade put me right there. Um, say mm-hmm. yes. I was like, like I'm in love with oh, the yeah. world through the eyes of a girl. I was like, that, that's awesome. Like that's an amazing lyric. Um, but yeah, they're all pretty dark. And um, I was talking to DJ and uh, my husband, and I was saying like, I was like, part of me sometimes laments the fact that like, like I won't have like that melancholy breakup, like, totally in music moment, I don't think, in my life ever again. Um, and and I was like, at the same time, though, when I listened to Elliot Smith, like, I don't think I could handle him during that. Like, you kind of can't. Right. Like, I was like, I you can't be in a bad place when you listen to him. You don't also really want to be in a good place. <laughs> like, you got to get a good mid zone. Yeah. You got to, like... You know, honestly, yeah. this is like, 
if you if you have a long drive and want to stay awake, this will be good because you're going to just think about your existence. Right. <laughs> Which is like he, that. That's where he's also because doesn't he have a, a philosophy degree or he had? Uh, I, don't I believe know. he had a philosophy Maybe. degree. Um, he went out east somewhere for to school. Um, but yeah, I was just like looking at uh, "Say Yes" lyrics, and it's it's like this line, this line gets me because he 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 knows the pain in the ass he is to other people, and I I feel this way too. It's like I I don't I don't know why, but I would like live with just a lot of like like guilt. And like guilt for shit that I'm not even guilty for. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never been in the U.S. military. I feel guilty because I'm not helping out. Mm-hmm. Just like, it's just a thought in my head. Yeah. So, it's always been wait and see, a happy day, and then you pay, and feel like shit the morning after. It's kind of like, hey, we'll we'll go do this, or or maybe it's you know it could be a situation, or it could be a life situation, and then you have a good time. And then something changes and, you know, either he gets too drunk, he gets too high or he gets in a fight with somebody mm-hmm. and then just ruins everything. Yeah. And and then everybody's just pissed. And it's like, you know, it's like, ugh, why do we even go anywhere? Mm-hmm. You know. And that's the kind of thing that you just feel bad for, because it's like, you know, sometimes you. uh yeah, I struggled for quite a while when I had little kids because little little kids because I was trying to do things and you just can't like make little kids do things. Yeah. And, you know, grumpy dad wants to do happy, fun things. And then so you go do something like the first time I took my son skiing, you know, I spent like two hundred dollars and got lessons and rentals and blah, blah, blah. And then he refused to do anything. And he threw a fit <clears throat> and he said, well, can we have pizza then? And I'm like, no, we're fucking going home. Yeah. We're not going out to eat. We're going home and you'll have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And so he was pissed. I was pissed. Got home and my wife was pissed. And she was like, you should have just taken him for pizza. I was like, well, I'm not going to reward this behavior. She's like, you're not rewarding this behavior. You're trying to have a good day with your son. And I was like, ah, damn it. And so it's like. That's not a, you know, heroin filled day like perhaps Elliot Smith was talking about. But it was like I I just couldn't fucking win. You know, I was trying my best, trying to do it, but I couldn't get past my own thoughts of how things should turn out, mm-hmm. trying to be too controlling. And I ruined the whole day for everybody, uh, including my wife, because she thought I was an idiot when I got home and I felt bad for being a bad husband and father and my son was pissed at me and ah yeah the joys of fatherhood anyway yeah that's just the uh uh you know depths of my psychosis anyway but yeah so if you want to you know reach back into those memories that don't make you feel so good listen to some elliot smith you know it'll be great and uh so I just wanted to cover. So Miss Misery, Behind the Bars, and Say Yes. Behind the Bars and Say Yes are both on either or, mm-hmm. and those were in uh, Goodwill Hunting. Kind of those things that set the tone. Goodwill Hunting also kind of like a cold, wet movie. You know, it always seems like it was like raining or misting out there in the movie. One of my biggest darkest secrets is that I've never seen Goodwill Hunting. 
You, but <laughs> I know. I, it makes no sense. What? I don't know how it happened. It's just God damn it. I know. It just hasn't happened. I mean, we're gonna stop. <laughs> I'm gonna do this with Josh. Fair enough. I deserve I that. I have. I have it on Blu-ray. Okay. Because I was I was walking through Best Buy shortly after Robin Williams died, and I saw it. Mm. It was like in the five dollar bin, and I was like, "I'm just gonna get that. I'm just gonna fucking get that." I bought. Honestly, you you do need to see. I it. know, it's, I do. It's been on the list for a long time. I just I don't know. Yeah. Um. I'll watch but, it. And I'll get back to you. Continue with your story. <laughs> well, anyway, I this I. This music just hits so many bells with me just like going through life feeling guilty all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's it's one of my it's it that's why it really puts me in a dark mood cuz it it really just makes me feel bad about myself listening to it. Yeah. And that's why I probably won't listen much to Elliot Smith even though I think he is a beautiful writer, beautiful artist. I I just don't think I can take it to uh, put myself through it. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I mean, between the drinking and drug use, and then he had ADHD and depression, and like drugs and mental illness. Um, like, yeah, you could definitely tell that he was dealing with things, or not really dealing with things, but yeah, he wasn't dealing. <laughs> he wasn't with dealing things. with he things. Was, he was working he was shit out in music and. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I don't, it's not like a, I'll pop this in and feel good, like. No. But I I do love uh, the poetry of it, and I love the way yeah. that he, can, like, he uses the music, and I, um, yeah, like, it, like, they're beautiful songs. They're just not uplifting. No. Yeah. And it's 2021, and we all need to be uplifted. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and just in case you're wondering, just in case you think that the the, uh, the stabbing and the knife was not suicide, he also once threw himself over a cliff and landed on a tree, which impaled him, and he was rescued. But, uh, wow. Yeah. And the thing is, people would like some people tried to interview him about it and said. So did you throw yourself off a cliff and land on a tree? He's like, yeah, I tried to kill myself. Let's talk about something else. Yeah. Which I find that kind of note for note exactly how somebody would would try to just brush it under mm-hmm. if it were real. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, you know, he was, and there was all kinds of like, uh, you know, interviews with people who he knew that were like, I would stay up with him till 5 a.m. telling him he's a good guy and he's talented and he, can't kill himself and yeah i just i find it incredibly sad um i wish he could have found the help because you know this could have been one of the generation's uh uh great songwriters we could have had lots of work from him mm-hmm. and uh it's it's just incredibly sad so highly recommend elliot smith any of his albums especially either or I recommend going and watching Good Your Goodwill Hunting, even if you've already seen it. Cool. I also am just gonna put a plug in there for like if you're feeling not great, talk to someone about it, and uh, like that you know there's there's people yeah. out there that want to hear you and want to listen to you and 
Yeah. And let me say this. It can be okay. In in 2021, there are services where you don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, just texting. You you can you can go on fill out a questionnaire and go on and do a video chat with somebody. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, it is incredibly helpful. Yeah. Okay. So if anybody is feeling down, you don't even have to leave your house. You can still get help. There's also suicide prote- prevention helplines. Uh, you can call them. Mm-hmm. But um, don't sit and not talk to each other listening to Elliot Smith. Go call somebody about Elliot Smith, but don't sit there listening to it by yourself. Exactly. <clears throat> Agreed. And you know what? We're all just sitting around. I got a I got a call from my friend in Maine today. I was so happy. I was just so happy yeah. to get a call. Have you ever like looked at your phone and like, oh, I don't want to call somebody. I'm going to bug them. No, you're not bugging them. Go call somebody. Yep. So listen to Elliot Smith. If if you're having a good day and then talk to somebody. Yeah. Don't don't do it in a closet. Right. But and then listen to Kristen Lee Hudson again. Yeah. And have a great day. Yeah. Because we're all going to get this th- through this together. Yep. And it's going to be a, a great day soon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, for BDMA, I've been Barry. I have been Carrie. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, Baby, it's it's cold cold outside. outside.